Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Awesomes. Welcome back to Sort of Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets. I'm joined today by my sometimes co host, all the time husband, Kyle. And occasional lover. <laughs> oh my gosh, just right out of the gate. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling sassy today. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes. Hey, we're recording. I know, I know the people hear this on the 5th. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. We're recording on the 4th mm -hmm. because that's how time works when you're trying to record things. Yeah. And I know this is a late admonition, but I do want to lightly scold Chuff and correct my redneck brethren out there. Hey, have a great 4th, but quit lighting the fireworks <laughs> with your damn cigarettes. That's a good way to blow your fingers off. Don't ask me how I know. Also, now that the 4th is over, let's go ahead and put away the fireworks. Um, Dispose of them never? responsibly. Do you even know what redneck culture is about? Barely. We stocked up right now for the rest of the year. We got to make it to the next 4th. <laughs> Luckily, that's not true in our house. Uh, not in our house, but yes, in our neighborhood. And we don't even live in a true redneck place. I feel like I have hiding oh, yeah. siblings and cousins oh, yeah. out there. It's covert. You yeah. know that's true. Okay. Well, on Mondays, we like to do a combo of things. We like to bring you news that is awesome, that's fun, wacky, wild, weird. But you'll have to wait for that. Yeah. That's, that's in the second part of the show. Yeah, we're doing a little switcheroo this week. Don't don't think you're going to skip ahead. <laughs> we'll know. Um, we do have news coming up later in this episode. We thought this week we would start with our watch, read, Listen, a lifestyle segment. Swirl. Yes, swirl. Um, these are the things that we personally recommend that we know are upcoming, things to look forward to. We have a lot packed in this week that are recommendations straight from the awesomes, straight from the Hangout community. There were so many lifestyle recommendations this week. In the Awesome of the Week thread in our Facebook group, I had to I had to cut it off and just be like, I, we cannot possibly cover all of these on the podcast. And so take yourselves over to Instagram, follow at Sort of Awesome Show. I'm going to be highlighting more that I we just don't even have time to cover this week. Yeah. I'll highlight them on Instagram. No apologies necessary. There's so much awesome. It's yes. just puking out into all of the digital media. It's true. It's, there was an abundance of awesome. It was like with the the beginning of the new month, maybe. Well, People there should were, be. We're coming out of quarantine. We've yeah. got summer yeah. right here. 
here in the United States, definitely Which is great unless you're in the Pacific Northwest. I know, but I think the heat wave. I I heard maybe it's broken or it's getting. Man, I hope yeah. we'll touch on that a little bit in the okay. news. I don't want to spoil it. All right. Well, let's start with some watches. Now, you and I have talked about the fact that we are just now getting to the uh, WB series Lucifer. Yeah, which is now actually the Netflix series, right? That's right. Yes. Or at least it is in current production. I don't think we've quite quite made the jump yet. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we're, we're still in the WD, WB days. Yes. Um, I've been watching uh, from time to time Happy Endings, which I have talked about on Sort of Awesome. It is very funny. It's from like, I, I think it originally... Re- aired like in the 2011 era. Okay. So it's not new, but they just now have dropped it all. Like just last month, they dropped it all onto Netflix, all three seasons of it. It is highly entertaining for our generation and younger. Does anything exist before it's streaming? I mean, clearly no. Who watches TV in real time? What a loser's game that is. (laughs) Don't do that. Amateurs. You're right. You're watching commercials. Uh Uh-huh. All right, here are some things coming this week to streaming platforms, okay? Are you ready? Yes. Season two of a comedy sketch series called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Who's Tim Robinson? Okay, now you're thinking of Tim Robinson that was in um, Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Not the same Tim Robinson. Okay, so there's no climbing through sewer pipes in this? not him. Different. This is a comedian named Tim Robinson. Because Morgan Freeman told him, I think you should leave. And I didn't know if this was a whole series (laughs) on that. Maybe really getting into the nitty gritty, as it were. It's good that it's not. It's not. It's not. This is season two of a very popular, very much not for children uh, comedy sketch show called I Think You Should Leave. Season two comes out this week. Also, a docu-series called Cat People. So I was like, Cat People? I wonder if that's like- Is your sort dad of- on there? <laughs> he probably is one of the featured people on this. If not, he's an executive producer. Yeah, definitely. He greenlit the whole project yeah. for Netflix. Um, I thought maybe this was like a euphemism for something that I didn't understand. I went and looked. And no, it's actually just a docu-series about people who really do love cats there's a there's a lot of people that really love cats yeah i didn't mean to imply any shaming when i was your dad loves cats i don't fault him for that i appreciate anybody who recognizes and embraces what they love that's true we enjoy cats we don't have them currently but we've had cats yeah we probably will again pets yeah our dogs act like cats they are they're they're cat dogs yeah they are cat dogs bosties they're cat dogs yes um, so that's the docu-series Cat People. Speaking of docu-series, a true crime docu-series called Elise Matsunaga, Once Upon a Crime. That's the name of the whole docu-series. That's a lot. It is. Uh, following the story of a woman who is suspected, maybe even convicted, I'm not sure, of murdering her husband. Uh-oh. Of course you love it. Yeah. Speaking of things that people will love, I know you love foreign Netflix shows. I they're your favorite corner of Netflix. It's like it. my guilty pleasure. Okay, <laughs> you like chocolate. I like weird Netflix shows from foreign countries. <laughs> Look, first of all, for does the it have dubbing? Okay, let it in. <laughs> for the record, I have. Guilty pleasures that are way guiltier than chocolate. Oh, I know. (laughs) And also, we don't even believe in guilty pleasures on Sort of Awesome. We are all about love what you love. No no guilt. No guilt. So, you love a foreign to us Netflix series. Well, here is one for you. The Netflix original movie, How I Became a Superhero. Okay. From Netflix, France. 
Um, Do they say superhero? (laughs) They throw the French funk on it? That is probably how it will be done. Okay. The general gist of the movie is that uh, superheroes have assimilated into Parisian society, and there's a new drug that gives superpowers to mere mortals. When they laugh, do they go, ha, ha, ha. I'm almost positive that's it. I love to laugh like that when I'm being facetious. <laughs> this is a gift from France. Mm, maybe it's your superhero superpower. It could be. All right. Uh, finally coming to Netflix this week. I know a lot of awesomes will be excited to hear that Virgin River season three, which is a romantic drama slash kind of dramedy series that is, I believe a Netflix original is coming out season three this week. Teenage river. It's never been with an ocean before. Get it. That's maybe one of that's dad joke gold. Let's just, that was a definite big dad joke. Slam dunk. Um, A couple of other things to mention coming to streaming platforms. I guess what a lot of platforms are doing now is they're just pushing out a ton of new stuff at the beginning of each month. And then they kind of sprinkle in a few. Yes, this is what I've noticed as well. So you got a few others. Over on Hulu, you will find the season four premiere of a show called Grownish, Like grown, like a grown up. Like a grown not but man yeah i didn't curse i kept it pg yeah you did you did um i didn't mean but though (laughs) good thank you for clarifying the record uh grown being like a Mm grown-up so and then ish okay grown but man (laughs) that's a freeform original show but you can watch it on hulu again season four premieres over on hulu this week I noticed on Disney Plus they put out a bunch of new shark shows, maybe to compete what, with. When is Shark Week? I think I was going to say. I think you know what? I can't even remember what like what channels Shark Week comes on. You Discovery should know. Or whatever. Your mother loves Shark Week. Yes, my parents are quite the pair. We've got you my dad, the this. cat lady, and then my yeah. mother is the Shark Man. Yes, basically. <laughs> yes. Um, Disney Plus. I'm thinking to compete or contribute to Shark Week. There's a bunch of new shark shows. Uh, being released over there. And then finally, one that I am super looking forward to on July 8th is the premiere over on HBO Max of the Gossip Girl reboot. That's Thursday? Yeah. Fifth is uh, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to know so I know how to plan your week, what to plan for my evening entertainment. <laughs> Okay. If well, you're into the shark show or the whatever show, the Gossip Girl reboot, yes. I've got to know whether or not I've got a chance. When to watch your foreign Netflix When to watch shows. the bad dubbed shows. Uh, many people looking forward to this reboot of Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, of course, a wildly popular series from the early 2000s. And this is a sort of modern, updated, reimagined version of that story. Cannot wait to check that out on HBO Max. Okay, I have a couple of recommendations from the Awesomes for watching. Okay. Awesome Julian said that she and her husband just discovered the delight that is Last Man on Earth this week. Now, this was a a show that came out, it ran from about 2015 to 2018. It stars Will Forte. Who's that? Don't know. He's a a former Saturday Night Live comedian. Yes, I know who that is. Yes, yes, yes. I thought it sounded familiar. Um, So he plays a character named Phil Miller. 
a year after a deadly virus sweeps the world, he is seemingly the only human survivor in late 2020. I've never seen this show, but Julian and her husband found it to be highly bingeable. She said they stayed up really late a couple of nights watching just one more episode. That sounds really good. Yes, it does. It does. I love an apocalyptic skew on things. Yeah, and this is comedy apocalypse. Well, so every, been- everyone is. It's either comedy or insanity. That's It's yeah. one of the two. And usually it starts as one, goes to the other, and becomes the first one again. Well, there we go. Yes, it's the circle of life. Indeed. The circle of apoct- apocalyptic life. Yes. Um, finally, for watching, my friend Adriel said that she has been watching Mysterious Benedict Society on Disney Plus with her kids, and she said it's so fun. So this is a TV series, a Disney Plus original that's based on a very popular middle grade young adult novel called Mysterious Benedict Society. It's super raunchy. No, not even a little bit. No, it's one of it Daisy's- is not even remotely raunchy. <laughs> It's not even a little bit. Uh, it's one of Daisy's favorite novels. She didn't know that it had been turned into um, a TV show. She so. was appalled yeah. because of the raunchiness. No, that's not it. I don't know where you're, what track you're taking. With I don't know. I don't <laughs> Why know. are you using a word that we both hate? Because I'm Why? a little, I'm a little spun up. Okay. I've, I had a great meal. I had a wonderful conversation with you, followed by about an hour-long conversation with our second-born, who usually would prefer that I'm dead than speak to me. And I smoked a cigar, and I'm just feeling pretty good about life. Feeling yourself this worth of July. Yeah. Okay. Well, And I lit off all the firecrackers <laughs> with my cigarettes. And look, I got all nine fingers. <laughs> Um, reading wise, it was a little light on the reading recommendations for new reads this week. Oh, how dare they? But the great news is, Kyle, the great news, so many people, so many of our awesomes, our people are reading Project Hail Mary. It's stellar. By Andy Weir. We both have really recommended it so strongly and people are reading it and many people loving it. Even if you don't think I'm not a sci-fi person. Yeah. This is a great, the, the. Andy Weir is masterful Mm -hmm. in how he wrote this. You will, even if you hate sci-fi, you'll still enjoy this. Yes, I 1000% agree. A lot of people also this summer are rediscovering or discovering for the first time an author named Taylor Jenkins Reid, who Katie Proctor and I just talked about on our last books and reading um, episode She's been, Taylor Jenkins Reid has been on my radar for a couple of years now, but lots of people are getting into her this summer because she has this new book, Malibu Rising. And so people are going back and reading her backlist books that she's uh, written in the past and are just now discovering the delight that she is as an author. So, yeah. Okay. That's a testament to being who you are. Yes. In whatever it is that you create and just trusting that. When the people that love you find you, you don't have to cater to others that when the people that love you find you, they will wear out your catalog. It's so true. It's so true. And that's definitely the case with an author like her. Um, Got a couple of listens. Before I get into the awesomes recommendations, I will say that last month, one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Nathaniel Rateliff. Nate. You love you some Nate Rateliff. (laughs) I don't call him Nate. He is Nathaniel Rateliff to me. (laughs) I refer to him as Nate because he's a good old boy. He is. He definitely is. Well, in 2020, he released um, a solo album. Usually, his last couple of albums have been with his band, The Night Switz. Switz. Yep, that's it. The Couple Cookies. Yes. Nathaniel Rateliff and The Night Switz. However, 
in 2020, he dropped a solo album called It's Still All Right. Last month, he released like a mini album. It's just him performing three of those songs from his solo album live at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. Nice. And that's on Spotify. I've been listening to that quite a bit in the past week. As have I through just simply being in your presence. That's exactly right. And it is quite enjoyable. Thank you. I appreciate Nate's work. I do too. Deeply. Yeah. Deeply. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if only he could either himself play or hire someone who plays a harmonica just every once in a while, it would bring fullness. You know who's not doing much? John Popper. That's true. Is he in jail? I don't know. (laughs) No, I don't think he's in jail. I just think that he'd probably be like, sure, I'll play the harmonica a little bit. That would be a hella duo. Yeah, it would. Absolutely. All right. A couple of awesomes chimed in with some listening recommendations. So this is from awesome Amy. She said, if you don't love ASMR, which I do love ASMR, yes, it's do. not something you're that much into. It's my versions of it are, are honestly disturbing. Okay. <laughs> not in a creep, like a creep way. No. But just not things that most people would want to listen to. That's, hey, listen, don't prejudge. There are ASMR specific videos for anything. And Kyle, I want to really underline, underscore, bold, and italic this. Anything you can imagine. I'm sure. There I'm is not an doubting ASMR it. video for. It's just nobody in my house wants to listen to what I would listen to. Okay, well, that's fair. Well, um, Amy has a suggestion if you like to uh, listen to something as you fall asleep, but you're not into ASMR. A lot of people use ASMR videos including myself, when your mind is racing and you just need something to chill out and fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Which for you is just me talking. (laughs) Well, look, to be fair. To be fair, you're exactly right. To be fair, you could have an ASMR channel or a podcast, which we're going to talk about, where it's you explaining things like the X's and O's of football. You would be wildly popular. No one would understand how football works, but people would be sleeping so much better. Your voice hits at just the right soothing part of the uh, of the uh, the auditory experience. It's because when I get into that zone, I black out, and it's like coma speak. I remember, I will never forget that you would come home when you were coaching, and it would be so late at night, I would yeah. be exhausted, you would be exhausted, but you would want to explain to me some defensive scheme, this or that, and you'd start talking to me, and it would be like two minutes, and I'd be like, oh, don't I know? Logs. I've never felt more loved. Hmm, yes. Okay. Well, anyway, if you need a little something to listen to while you fall asleep, Amy is recommending the podcast, Nothing Much Happens. So she said in this podcast, you just listen to a woman tell a pleasant story where, guess what? Nothing much happens. And then you fall asleep. She said it's pure bliss. So if you're looking for something to listen to as you fall asleep, that could be a good choice. Now, if you just want a new fun podcast, Awesome Andy recommends if you enjoyed the TV series One Tree Hill, that the One Tree Hill cast rewatch podcast that's called Drama Queens. This is a new release. I've seen some buzz around this. Uh, you could check it out. She said, Andy said, if you're a fan of the show One Tree Hill, that this podcast is so much fun. So... Lifestyle, number we, one. We have... It's not on the list. Okay. I just thought I'd share it. Okay. Let's um, hear it. We love, we love a good 
with we're in the season right now, at least where we live for fresh premium ripe avocados. Oh my goodness, yes. And we love a good guacamole, which traditionally for us has just been avocado, salt, a little bit of garlic, lime juice, good to go. Yeah, we kept it real minimalist. Real minimal. Recently, and this is probably ancient news to anybody who is adventuresome with their guacamoles, Mm -hmm. Um, but we've introduced just a smidgen of red onion, Spanish onion, and it's transformative. Okay. I would agree. Transformative is the right word. It's been so good. Even our kids have been eating it. And they're usually like, take it or leave it on guacamole, but it's so They're eating it. We've made, in the last four days, we've made two batches with no less than five avocados per turn. And they're just- just gorging themselves on it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's really the only word for it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Again, as I said at the top of the show, so many awesome lifestyle recommendations that I can't even get them all onto the podcast. So I will be sharing more of these later this week on the Instagram. However, Awesome Amanda wants you to know that a few weeks ago, they got a countertop ice maker. She said it has been her heat wave MVP. So have you seen these countertop ice makers? No, tell me more. They make basically like sonic ice. On your countertop. Well, it's like canister size. Okay, you know our, our coffee bean grinder that we just got? Yes, it's I like do. It's like roughly it's the phenomenal, same. It's phenomenal, by the way. It is. It's fantastic. It's by OXO. Yeah. OXO. Don't be, don't be tricked by the Amazon reviews. We bought another thing that was a complete flop. Yeah, that's true. I threw it down the basement stairwell, which is the equivalency of hell. No, you didn't. But uh, I didn't. In but your mind, is. in your imagination, yes. you did. Yeah, you sent it back and said, we don't even care if you give us the money. Just <laughs> take this piece of trash, you embarrassing representatives of the coffee grinding world. Yep. Well, what I was going to say is that <laughs> this, this ice maker is about the same footprint as like our coffee bean grinder. Okay, okay. And it makes... Your Sonic, your um, cr- Sonic, your cube style. Anybody ice. that doesn't live in this region is like, what are you talking um, there's about? There's Sonics all over the country are now, there? my friend. Yes, I don't there know. Are, from it's Oregon to Pennsylvania, basically ice all cubes points in between that are not quite. What they're somewhere they're they're like not a quarter inch, not a half inch. They're in between. Yeah. Perfect little squares of crunchy cubes cubed deliciousness of ice. Yes. A couple of people actually chimed in on the Awesome of the Week thread that they were loving their countertop ice makers. I mean, they're not cheap, but every person that has gotten one has been like, oh, but it's worth every penny. Okay. I'm intrigued. Speaking of worth every penny, Awesome Holly said that on Prime Day, she got those Bose noise-canceling headphones. She's loving them. Dr. Dre would say beats are better. I know, but... uh, What does he know? He's a cheater. We could have a Bose Beats um, showdown between audio My mind audio. went to call it something else, inappropriate. Glad yep. you took over. Okay. Um, awesome. Melanie said that Peepers reading glasses are her go-to glasses. They are know. made of candy peeps from Easter. I, you read and then you eat them. That's. I literally thought, I didn't think of them being made of Peepers, but I did think of like pastel Easter egg situation. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what they're going for okay. here. Um, I do need some new reading glasses. You need all the new glasses. I do, but my... I like it when you wear glasses. Ooh. You have that sexy librarian <laughs> Yes, yeah, sexy, uh, exhausted librarian with dark yes. circles under her eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's about my speed. <laughs> <laughs> You're too tired, me too. You want to watch shows and fall asleep? Awesome. <laughs> 
Okay. I want to get your read on this. This is our friend, Angela. Yes. Your friend. Angela has... She never, I want to just camp out and spy on their life because she always has good stuff. She's we've we've got some awesomes that always show up with great recommendations. Here's her latest one. She showed a picture and she said this bag of M&Ms is the best. All of my favorite flavors, no gross surprises. She said she personally hates the caramel M&Ms. So I, I looked. How dare you? You hate, do you like a caramel M&M? They're okay. okay. It's fake caramel. It's, it's so uh, fakey. It's a good idea. Badly executed. <laughs> That's accurate. Um, but in this particular mix bag, it's a mix of the milk chocolate, so the original, mm-hmm. peanut, and peanut butter. And, and that's it. I like the peanut butters, even though yeah. that's even pretend. I mean, peanut butter in general is pretend. Yeah. So, of course, it's pretend. Yeah. It's pretend pretend, which might make it real. Yeah. The double negative and all. Um. Yes, that's right. I was looking. We've got a real run of food-based lifestyles like here. It. Okay. Um, awesome. Sarah said that she found cinnamon churro mini rice cakes. You had me until you said rice. Okay. Cakes. <laughs> you thought there were mini churro I cakes? Say, I like churros. <laughs> I don't like rice cakes. They're probably delicious, though, in fairness. Well, Sarah said they are a delicious low-sugar treat. They only have two grams of sugar per serving. They taste sweet. They're similar to the cinnamon twist from Taco Bell, but less sweet and more cinnamon um, I looked, and they are from the Simple Truth Organic brand, which I think is Kroger's store brand, which okay. means we do not have access to them here. Well, we are, not legally, but I know some back channels. You probably. They're on the um, dark web. Yes. Yes. The <laughs> Kroger dark web. It's where all the sick things happen. Yeah, that's probably right. People eat those and watch foreign dubbed films. <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix. Yes. Um, another awesome Sarah, not the same Sarah. The first Sarah was Sarah with no H. This is Sarah with an H. It's okay. a very big difference. It Ask is. any Sarah you know. Ask any Sarah, they will tell you. Uh, Sarah with an H said Pavlova is her awesome of the week. She made hers for Canada Day. It's a perfect hot weather dessert. It's allergy friendly and customizable. And then she said thank you to our friends down under for bringing it to the world. Hey, so- let's keep it clean, Sarah with an H. I had to look this up. Okay. <laughs> I did have to look this up. I've never had that I can recall oh, wow. a pavlova. That's a, quite a picture. It's a meringue-based dessert named after the Russian ballerina, Anna Pavlova. It has a crisp crust and a soft, light inside that is usually topped with fruit and whipped cream. This picture is topped with kiwi and strawberry. Oh, you know what? I think I mispronounced it. Yeah, Pavlova? I think it's pavluva. Pavluva. Look at that. Yep, that's how they say it. Um, or Pavlova. But then it says it could be pronounced like the dancer, which was Pavlova. I thought it was Pavlova. It is from Australia, New Zealand. Claire. No, no argument. I've tried to lure you in, and you're just like sidestepping. <laughs> yeah, I am sidestepping okay. that. Claire, Claire, tell us more. Are we pronouncing this right? Claire from New Zealand. Our yes. favorite Kiwi ever. Indeed. Uh, are we mispronouncing? Are we pronouncing it correctly? Somebody come correct us. And I'm still waiting on an update of your friend from the prior episode who oh, she's, had the thing stuck in your nose. She said that they, nose, she said they're from the same city. Yeah, yeah. She was she, she was softcore hiding the fact that they're besties. <laughs> I just want to know everything's okay. <laughs> Okay, finally in lifestyle, and then I will let you take over with the news. Um, 
Awesome. Angie said that on Prime Day, again, a lot of people are getting their Prime Day packages. Yeah. We got a lot of packages. I'm Holy not going to lie. Moly, yeah. We got a lot of Prime Day packages here. We filled here. the recycling bin with the packaging. <laughs> it's literally puking <laughs> on Amazon boxes and packaging. Yeah. Well, I even snuck over last night and stuck some in the neighbor's recycling <laughs> bin. They caught me. It was awkward. It was awkward for everyone. It's like, go away. I'm busy in your driveway. <laughs> You're like, um, Prime Day. And yeah. they're like, okay, Prime Day. We get it. Um, but yeah, a lot of people get their Prime Day packages. Well, Awesome Angie said that they got on Prime Day a great deal on a fancy used Roomba. Nice. You know what a Roomba is. Yeah, yeah. And I also in. know about some of the sweet deals on the, the used and reconditioned things. Yes. Well, she said she's in love with it. And I have noticed that people who have Roombas freaking love their Roombas. Unless they have a German Shepherd. <laughs> and then it breaks all the time. Yes. <laughs> um, I love this. And the reason I had to include this is that Angie named her Roomba Sweep 3PO. Nice. <laughs> Nicely done, Angie. <laughs> okay. So you have done the legwork oh, as man. you do. There's a lot here. You're going to kind of give this to us bullet point style. I haven't looked at a single news story. And don't, don't skim the notes okay. because I want your honest interjection and feel okay. free to interrupt me more frequently than I do you. Okay. Um, so obviously 4th of July come and gone. Mm -hmm. We're sitting on the fifth right now or whenever it is people listen to this. Yeah. If you happened to be one of the nation's estimated 43 million travelers. That's not a lot of travel. Then you probably felt a little bit of pain from the higher prices at the gas pump. Sure, sure. Now, there's a reason for this. Okay. And it's not, it's not just opportunistic gas station owners gouging people. Well, I never it's think it's It's a real is. thing. Sure. I, hey, sometimes I do. In fact, by default, I think that first. You're, you think everything is sus. L listen, most people are a-holes, if we're honest. And I would know I am the president of that nation. So I'm aware. Here's the thing. In case you didn't know, we just recently came out of a pandemic. I, I'm familiar with that. Things mm -hmm. opening up, all that. Well, during that pandemic, you know what didn't happen nearly as much? People traveling. People traveling. Yeah. And so that meant less demand for gas, but more importantly, less demand for transportation of gas oh, from right. refineries to gas stations. Mm -hmm. Well, the people that drive those tanker trucks, they'd like to keep getting a paycheck, right? Got to. And so many of them, in the lack of work that was there, went and found jobs elsewhere. And it's left us right now where there's an estimated 20 to 25% shortfall oh dear. of drivers for tanker trucks. Okay. So one, that's the reason that prices are higher. It's, it's not because there isn't enough gas. It's not because anybody's trying to take advantage of you. It is a supply demand issue, but it has to do with the transportation of it in between. Got it. So the awesome rest part ease. is that. The awesome part is that if you are a truck driver and you're looking for work or know someone who is, check into this area because it's a thing. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, Turkey. Let's go ac across the world. Let's go to Turkey. Okay. A woman in Turkey yes. just celebrated this past week her 119th birthday. Whoa, that's a lot of years. That's a lot of yeah. candles on a birthday cake. This does, in fact, if it's true, make her the oldest person in the world. All right. I would think so. She, she just uh, jockeyed past. I cannot remember if it was... 
it was it was someone of, of Asian descent, and I cannot remember which country, but that was the, the prior champion until out of nowhere, Turkey in the lead. In the lead. Now, she attributes, and this is the part I really enjoyed, she attributes her longevity to eating plenty of butter. Hell yes. Honey. Okay. And cheese. Yep. I signed me up for all three. So if you want to live longer, let's go. Okay. Get it going. You could take the three butter, honey, and cheese and make quite a delicious dip. <laughs> I literally was just thinking that. Oh, my gosh. I was like, isn't that a specific kind of fruit dip? Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah. Now, as a not-so-awesome aside, her idiot family helped her celebrate the special day by providing a birthday cake that had the candles 120, 120. Oh, yeah. Holy moly. Um, now, this reminds me. This instance, me me living in the mind of this 119-year-old woman, it reminds me of an old high school coach that I once played for and knew who would frequently ask us, hey, are you stupid or are you just trying to piss me off? And that's all that I can imagine Mama was saying as she looked down at 120. <laughs> So. Fa- well, to be fair, <laughs> her family just wanted Turkey to take the gold in the aging Olympics. They were willing to do whatever it Maybe. took if that meant attacking on. Like, they, they're like, cheating, at, well, they're like at, at 119. Well, like, what's one more year? Like, Indeed, like, it's literally, it a bit. it's literally only one 119th of her life. It's not that big of a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in 2012, let's walk backwards a little bit All in right. time. In 2012, Picasso's painting. Head of a woman. Mm, yeah, it's creepy. A, Thanks, Picasso. It's that's, a lot. Hey, it's a lot sexier than it sounds. <laughs> okay. Um, it was stolen from Greece's National Gallery. Okay, not from the Isabella Gardner. No, no, no. <laughs> different, different instance. No. In fairness, and I'll probably misquote the dates because I don't remember and I don't care. But this may have been while Greece was going through financial turmoil, so they were distracted from the gallery. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a devastating blow. Yeah. Because Picasso had hoped that proceeds from the sale might be used to purchase a prosthetic ear for Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> I knew we were having You knew it was going here. I knew it. Well, yeah. 28 miles southeast of Athens, which is where the gallery is, the painting, this I believe it was this past week, was recovered. Oh, my. Along with a few other stolen pieces. From the Isabella Gardner Museum. No, no, okay. from the Greece, Grecian oh, okay. National Gallery. Those other paintings, are, they're never coming back, no, are they? Not for it's, a while. It's gone forever. It's, okay. They're in some mob boss's basement yeah. next to his cigar tray. Probably so. Um, yeah. Now, suspecting that the police were onto him, the thief had hidden the stolen artwork in a ravine. Mm. Yeah. I That's, guess it's a good place because who in the world would hide millions of dollars worth of well, art in a ravine? I mean, I guess it's a good place until it rains. Well, he did, in fairness, he did wrap it thoroughly and stuff so. and things, but even still. Okay. Um, so he'd hidden it there anyway. The police, hey, 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 not so easily fooled. Yeah. Greece's culture minister has joyously announced that the gallery's greatest wound has been healed. Oh, that's a poetic way of saying it. If only the same could be said of Van Gogh's ear. <laughs> I admit I didn't see that coming. I knew that it was going to come up, but I, I thought I we worked, were done. I worked hard to bring it back around. Yeah, I thought we were done, but here um, we go. All now, right. last Monday night, a week ago, uh, the pitcher, baseball, not not a pitcher of beer, the pitcher for uh, 
the Los Angeles Angels, mm-hmm. the A's. Mm-hmm. He impressed critics by vomiting on the pitcher's mound. <laughs> yeah. That's a, not a sentence I was expecting to come no. up in the news, but okay. It was a very warm game. Okay. Reports are that he was suffering from heat exhaustion. He is now doing well, so we can laugh because he's okay. Okay. Um, problematically for him, no matter how good he was or how good he'll ever be in the future, he'll always be known as the mound puker. <laughs> That's the thing, man. You do it once. It doesn't matter. There's a whole series of jokes that are very true to life about this exact phenomenon. Yes, I know to what you refer. Old Mound Puker, what's his name? (laughs) That's actually going to be, that will go down in baseball history as like one of the best trivia questions. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know, baseball, people love their trivia, their facts, their figures, their details. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, which was a long time ago, Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, I briefly collected baseball cards. Cal Ripken Jr. was a phenom at the end of my era of collecting cards. And so everybody wanted his card. Sure, of course. Worth some money. There was one where on accident, he's posing holding a bat with it resting on his shoulder. So the the butt of the bat is visible and there is profanity written on it. It was an accident issue. Oh, yes. And that is the card. I remember that. It it said something horrible. And everybody, when you you mention in that world of baseball card people, Uh oh, I have a a Ripken card, whatever. Hey, is it the the blank, blank card? Uh Because that's all it will ever be known as again. Yes, that's right. And anybody that would mention his name would be, hey, remember the blank, blank card? (laughs) It's just, that's how life works. Yep. Um, You will be pleased to know that in a laboratory... Or laboratory. I was going to say laboratory. Either way. At the University of Virginia, so it's probably a laboratory, scientists have celebrated successfully creating a mouse embryo from stem cells. Okay. Though expensive, it does ensure that we'll not experience that mouse shortage that you've been (laughs) terrified might occur. I hate mice so much. I know that... that A lot of our scientific and specifically medical advancements have been made possible because of lab rats, literally. Mice mice. and rats, yeah. Uh, But, wow, I, okay. You do, you have a special hatred for them. Well, in the event that we do maintain a low demand for lab-grown rodents, this technology is a breakthrough towards eventually being able to grow human organs for transplants. Okay, now that's awesome. But as an aside, never transplant a mouse into your body (laughs) in any way. Good. Word to the wise. Yeah. Yeah. Life advice. Yeah. Uh, Now, I'm sure you're aware, you, Meg, that a binary solar system is one that has two stars or two suns. Yes. Um, Any good fan of Star Wars is perfectly aware of this. Of course. Well, it's recently been discovered that the glare coming off of the two suns in some of these systems have caused us to completely overlook many Earth-sized planets. You don't say. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. One or more of these will eventually be proven as the source of the UFO activity that plagues our own skies. It's not a question anymore. We know it's happening. It, it doesn't inspire a lot of faith in me. We get all busy. Hey, we're going to Mars. We don't even... We don't even know what all we've overlooked yet. Why we went all the way to Mars. Maybe there's something 
we overlooked because there was a glare. I know, right? Come That's, on, look, science. Look, if you have ever driven into the sun. Oh, I have. In rush hour. I do it as a mental strengthening exercise. <laughs> do you really? On the reg. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you've ever been driving eastward in the mornings or westward in the evenings um, and you've driven right into that sunlight, mm-hmm. you can you can give these scientists a little grace because sun no, flare is a I real can't. thing. Because I find that both as an exercise to toughen up and two, as an opportunity to practice my fluency and profanity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both are important. Don't overlook them. <laughs> Um, Deborah Davies, you know who this is? Nope. She stars in a Real Housewives of, of Cheshire. Never seen it. Yeah, it's a UK series. Um, she also, unbeknownst to many, maybe well known to others, she's a psychic. Okay. She correctly predicted advancements in the treatment for Parkinson's disease. What? Well, that's yep. a really specific thing to predict, yeah. but okay. okay. I mean, and at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, odds are. <laughs> Right? I'm sorry. Medicine's going to keep on Yeah, medicine. Keep on medicining. Yeah. Um, She also accurately predicted Russia's foray into making clones. Like, that's a real Mm -hmm. mystery, right? Yeah, but do they Um, have mouse embryos? Well, maybe. And they've transplanted them into humans. Okay, that's not Vladimir Putin's mouse. It's not Putin. I said that wrong, and now I feel very awkward. Let's sit quietly and feel awkward. <laughs> she also predicted a plane crash in the fall of 2020. Um, now, when she looked into it, she did find that there were more plane crashes in 2020, despite lower air traffic. And whoa, this feels a bit sketch to me. But anyway, okay. um, most recently, she predicted the outbreak of a new disease in 2020 and a royal death to occur in 2021. Well, all right. Those things happen. So plainly she's established at this point, if you don't believe, I don't know what else to offer. Yeah. So what's important. One is that you do believe and that you quit questioning well, me. I've, I'm fine. I'll because believe She's it. been nailing it. Okay. What's important now is that her current announcements, okay. they are one, if you're a fan of the Royals. And who isn't? Harry and William will rekindle their relationship. They absolutely will. Number two, the public will learn more about alien invasions. <laughs> okay, that's already happening. It's already, I know. <laughs> I know. But don't don't uh, look a gift horse in the mouth. What are, I don't know, all the sayings. Don't look uh, a psychic horse in the mouth. They already knew you were yeah, going to do it. Don't play with a psychic's mouse. I don't know. <laughs> just, just leave it be. Just be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Now, recently, a secret ledger. Is there anything better than a secret ledger? It's like at the top of the secrets you could discover, you want to find that secret ledger. The only thing, in my opinion, Your Honor, better than a secret ledger would be a secret cache of golden weapons. Because that satisfies both my desire for gold and weapons. I don't care about the weapons, but a secret cache of gold would not be a bad You're discovery. not quite the redneck I am. The no, weapons push it over this. the top. Okay? We've established, yes. So a secret ledger has been discovered by the Paris police in their own archives. Its title, The Book of Courtesans. Oh, you know what a courtesan is? I absolutely do. Okay, good. If you don't, pause at this point and go Google that. Yes. I won't attempt to define it. Um, this book holds information about 19th century French sex workers, and it's not a small collection. Okay. Now, in researching for writing uh, for the writing of this ledger, police tracked and charted over 700 women. This was published in French in 2006. 
So but, it's uh, not a secret anymore. Well, it's not a secret anymore. It's oh. just now, though, because journalist Summer Brennan has recently, and I believe she's in California, recently begun translating parts of this into English. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now, no doubt, this is like the real side, not poking fun at things here. No doubt there's going to be some difficult stuff in there. But where I think this is really fascinating um, very valuable even, yeah. is that though these rough situations are there, that if you can tolerate reading through that part, that there are more than a few instances where a woman looked at her circumstances as bad as they were, found a way through them many times becoming extremely wealthy, famous, holding significant political power, just an instance of someone that found themselves in a by all definitions, horrible mm -hmm. circumstance and said, okay, well, I could curl up in the fetal position and cry, or I could realize that this is my starting point and I can work from here. And they accomplished amazing things. We will include in the show notes, a link to the English translation. I think it's pretty awesome personally. Okay. All right. Should I put the music under this being Reba McIntyre singing fancy? I think you should play that. Um, but you should do a, a mashup of that and Eye of the Tiger. Okay, I like it. Yes. Somebody needs to do a mashup of those two anyway. Plainly, plainly. Um, do you recall what is Pangea? Um, that's the theory that all what we now know as continents of the earth all used to be one landmass. One mass. big landmass. That's exactly right. And yet, was it a theory? Maybe not. Well, how can a theory be a theory or not a theory? Um, maybe it's a fact. Oh, is okay. what I'm getting I see what at. You're saying. Okay. Um, experts from Durham University believe that the hidden continent of Icelandia uh -huh. could cover anywhere from 231,000 square miles to 386,000 square miles from Greenland underwater all oh. the way to Europe. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've heard the, of this before. And it's a hidden continent. Yes, it's a subaquatic landmass. Okay. And again, if it's what they think it is, then the ancient supercontinent Pangaea is not fully broken up. Oh, because it's all still, not all, but there are big sections of it that are still connected. Right. The, there is an underwater landmass that connects the two. Okay. And so it's just like maybe like super erosion or something mm. that's caused parts to be underwater. It's an interesting thing. There's actually, this is them saying actually, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. many more, many more land masses than just this one. This one is just most recently found and super huge. Wow. Now, I in, didn't know there was a bunch of this happening under yeah, yeah, the well, surface of the water all this time. Listen, full disclosure, nobody really gives a crap about Pangea. What they're excited about is they think it might be rich with things that they could pull from the oh, earth and like oil, oil and precious metals and things. Right. Yeah. Because we always got that eye towards capitalism, <laughs> yeah. whether we're in a capitalistic country or not. Well, people want to find their secret cache of gold and weapons. <laughs> Please, dear God, let there be weapons there. I would love a Pangean weapon. <laughs> To complete your collection. Yes, that's the only one that's missing. I have that and seven out of the eight Star Wars glasses from Hardee's in the 1980s. I can't complete anything. <laughs> but you do have that Cal Ripken card. Yes, you know I, I do. I used to. My mom gave it away. Thanks, mom. <gasps> you had the one with the profanity on it? Yes, I, in fact, I had two of them. 
Yes, a lot of money. Thanks, Mom. I know, I know. (laughs) Trust me, you didn't need any more. Yeah, okay. Got to breathe in for a minute. Yeah, I guess so. Getting flush. Yeah. Um, I referenced this earlier that we'd get to this. The heat dome, as people in the Pacific Northwest know this miserableness to be called. It's it's not a joke, man. Um, Anyone living there can testify to this, but sometimes I do think it helps to have some framing to help us appreciate a situation that we're not involved in for those of us who don't live there. Now the temperatures hit at least 118 degrees. Holy Moses. That's hot. Yes. It makes that region surpass at least in the moment, the temperatures in death Valley, which is a stretch of desert known to be among the three hottest places in the earth used to be believed to be the hottest place in the earth. But here it was on this very podcast that we revealed two other places that were hotter. That's, That's an aside. You missed out. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. Um, so hot that I think everybody's probably aware of what vinyl siding is. Yep. Vinyl siding was, was warping and melting. We saw that on the TikTok. Uh, yeah. Certainly deaths and many things that are far worse than melting siding on your home. Serious deal. Um, Now, that isn't really awesome, but I did feel like our people, our listeners who are in that area, deserved a little bit of credit for what they've just been through. Yes. Uh, And so if you are a praying person, you might consider offering one up for them. Even if they are on the downhill slide of it, it's a a mess. It'll take a while to recover from that. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Now, not to belabor disasters, mm-hmm. but I thought this was awesome. We're we're all as well likely aware of the condo collapse in Florida. Yes, so heartbreaking. Very bad deal. Mm-hmm. Um, fascinatingly, a secret Israeli army unit called Unit Ninety Nine Hundred. Guess you're not a secret anymore, guys. Sorry, yeah. but. They are a secret group. They've stepped in to help. Okay. They took renderings of what the building looked like before the collapse, used some super secret technology that they have to help identify where survivors might be found. They showed up, I think it was at the beginning of day three of the event, unrequested because nobody knew who they were to ask for them. They just said, hey, um, we don't know you. We don't know anything about you, but we have technology and this is a real thing and we have a conscience and we love people and we want to help. And so they did. And I think that's pretty amazing. Yes, it is. That is incredible. And for them to come all the way over here to help out in a really, like you said, devastating situation. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, my friend, Meg, mm-hmm. you Your have friend. my friend, have my been, friend with benefits, I've Meg. Demoted. Um, no, you've always been my friend. <laughs> As long as you fall asleep while I'm talking, you will remain friend friend zoned. <laughs> Absolutely. You've had you've had five babies. Uh, yeah, last yeah. count five. Yep. Five babies. Many of our listeners have had babies. Minimally, we all know someone that's had a baby. Sure. Many of us, whether it's been our own baby or someone else's, we've held it and tried to burp it. Oh Lord, have I spent some time trying to burp a baby? Yeah. And according to Lucy Ross Brown, a baby osteopath who has taken to the TikTok to help us Neanderthal burpers, we've been doing it wrong. I believe that because trust me, I have, I have felt internally, intuitively, like like it shouldn't be this hard. This is wrong, wrong? but it feels so right. I can't stop. This is wrong and it feels wrong. I'm just going to do it. Puke on my back, little human. (laughs) Do it. 
Um, well, she's indicated that the right way to do this is to hold the baby on your forearm. Yeah. Face down, but head above butt. Okay. And that then you would basically rotate their rump clockwise that somehow all of this has to do with encouraging food to continue moving through the digestive tract, food being milk, of course, and that this is the right way to do it, that this will fix at least a portion of how we've all been failing as parents, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, all the things. This is fascinating. So do you think, you know, babies are known for a lot of things, including especially newborns, intestinal distress Yeah, that causes them to scream and scream. Do you think that this could, if just this position in the, in the motion, I've never heard you say runt before, by the way, in like 25 years. Well, it's it's a baby. You can't say bad words. Shh, how dare you? Anyway, that it could provide some relief, even if the it's not an actual burp that could here's my here's my theory. Yeah. Uh, babies it's not that easy, kids. It's not that easy. And babies don't know what babies like is anything that distracts them from what's normal and going on. Yeah. So if you grabbed a baby that never had their rump rotated <laughs> clockwise or held on their belly on your forearm, they'd be like, I don't know what this is, but I'm not complaining. They're fine. <laughs> that's how babies talk, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> All of ours have. I'm sure that's totally normal. Have, uh, have you ever done a trust fall? No, I have. Do you not. know what this is? I know what it is. I have literally no interest in doing. So one. yeah, you you stand, you yeah. you fall, you count on whoever it is you're supposed to trust to catch you, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, there's a recent video that's gone viral. Yeah. In Moscow, a woman is standing on the side of a stream with a friend, a male friend. Probably we already know where this is going. Um, no, Meg, you dirty mind. They didn't make out. Okay. She's coerced into participating into a trust fall. So as one would, she closes her eyes. Yeah. She extends her arms out to her side. Yeah. And then unfortunately, she falls forward rather than backwards. Oh, that's not how that works. Face plants in the stream. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, What do we learn from this? Well, three things. Okay. Three things. Normally. Three takeaways. Three takeaways. Normally, I'm a man of twos. Yes. But I think there are three things. In fact, I think there's four. Maybe it's. Two lists of two. Okay. If that helps. One, pay attention to the instructions that are given to you 100%. in a circumstance. Number two, hey, we all knew this. Never trust a Russian. <laughs> Never trust a Russian. Number three, trust falls are stupid. Uh-huh. And number four, so that we have two lists of two, um, don't trust a dude. <laughs> you think he gave bad instructions? Um, I think he laughed, and he's the one that posted the video. Well, okay, that's really It may not be that he contributed to the demise, but he certainly has exploited it. Yeah, I don't like it. That's toxic. Okay. Um, Meg, you personally, do you hate how some influencers retouch the photos that they post? I mean, I don't hate it. I think it's just part of the industry. I don't super love it, but do what well, you do. I hate it. Because okay, you spend a lot of time looking at influencers. I watch a lot of influencer stuff. Yeah. That's basically my job. Yeah. Um, I apologize to any clients of mine that are listening. <laughs> I've completely neglected your financial accounts. Right now, I'm watching influencers. <laughs> Listen, no one is as perfect as those pictures portray. No, of course. And it's insulting to us that they think we're that stupid. Yeah. If you agree with me on this, then you'll find other like-minded compatriots in good old Norway. Oh, oh, okay. All right. They've recently made a law 
that if an influencer is using a retouched photo on social media, they are required to clearly mark the photo as having been edited. Really? Like, what are they counted as having been edited? Like a um, filter or like? Probably all the, th- anything that's just not natural. Oh I think my Norwegians are natural. They may not even shave armpits there. I don't well, know. Well, they probably don't. Most I'm not saying that anybody's cultures. wrong not to do that. I just felt like that was a thing to point to. Our daughters refuse to shave their armpits. It looks pretty, pretty sketch around here a lot of times, honestly. That's just me. Their choice. Their, their pet hair, their choice. That's right. Um, this law goes into effect soon. So on the flip side of this coin, if you are a photo retouching editor douche person with a significant following in Norway. Yeah. You you better get your business done because your days are numbered. I guess so. I'm just like thinking like there's different levels of retouching photos. There's Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, really significant changes like we're talking Photoshop level of changes, but then there's like Instagram filters. Like I don't even consider an Instagram filter to be retouching. You know what I mean? I do. Well, I'm a purist. I guess you do have higher standards than me. If you have a pimple, I want to see it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, listen, this story hits close to home. Although it really doesn't, I just like to say that phrase. It feels powerful to say. Uh-huh. This really hits close to home. Okay. In Brazil, Raimundo da Silva, mm-hmm. age 71, he's riding to work on his motorbike. And that's what they call him in Brazil, motorbikes. Oh, yes, of course. Um, he began feeling unwell. Collapsed, fell off the bike. That's not awesome. Paramedics rushed to the scene. Thank goodness. Pronounce him dead. No. No. They stuff him in a body bag. What? And then bing, bang, boom, they're gone. They just put it, they just left him there? Yeah, well, the police were still there. The paramedics were like, hey, we got other, we got other cyclists to tend to. Didn't you hear about the Tour de France? There's a lot of bodies waiting to be bagged. Mm. And as, as ridiculous as that sounds, um, you're right. No one died. Moments later, after they'd left, a reporter covering the story noticed the body bag moving <laughs> and alerted the police. Mr. De Silva was not dead. And the reporter was ultimately responsible for saving his life. I guess so. Yeah. Resurrection? I don't know. The moral of the story is if you fall off your bike or motorbike in Brazil, don't lay still. <laughs> Keep moving. Keep moving the entire time. Yes. Even if it's just a finger twitch, do something for the love of motorbikes, (laughs) secret weapons, caches, and gold. (laughs) Keep moving. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, shifting to the uh, gastrointestinal delights of the world. Yeah. Foodies everywhere, as of late, have been losing their minds over... Something you can make yourself. Okay. That is provided if you have an air fryer. Okay. It's an important part of this. Evidently, if you boil pasta, season it however you like, buffalo sauce, whatever, and then put it in an air fryer, you can make yourself pasta chips, and they are a delight. Okay. So if you're not able, through your normal efforts, to get enough carbohydrates or gluten into your diet, this simple hack can get you one step closer. Hmm. All right. That's my own snark on things. Yeah. They evidently, they're pretty popular. And I don't know if it's just popular because it's the new thing or if they're actually delicious. If you have no problem with excess carbohydrates and gluten and things like that, this may be, yeah, go for it. it. Let us know it's delicious. We'll all just continue to 
sit here and eat our pork rinds. <laughs> right. Those of us who are a little <laughs> bit more low carb. Oh, you could make your own. You could slaughter a pig and get your air fryer out. No. That sounds terrible. I and I think it'd stink that. your house up. It would stink your house up. It's way, and I mean way more easy just to go down to the gas station and get your yeah. bag of pork yeah. rinds. All right. Final story for the day. All right. Meg, are you concerned about climate change? Um, yeah. That sounded really convicted. Could, <laughs> could you lean in a little closer to the mic when you go, yeah. I. Uh, it's a thing that I think about from it's time a thing. to time. It's a thing. And this is fair. Some people are hyper-concerned about oh, it. yes, I know. Some people are outright deniers of it. Yes. And some people are like, okay, I mean, I'm I'm concerned, but right now I'd like to pay my bills. I'd, I'd like yes. to make sure at least one of my kids doesn't end up in the penitentiary. That's a middle, a middle of the pack on this. Right. Um, well, a recent study has found that the ancient Mayan population, native yeah. Central American yeah. peoples, mm-hmm. um, that the their that ancient Mayan population fell due to climate change, which caused droughts, flooding. So it's not a new concern, right? Oh, great. Not a new concern. It's a thing that happens. But how yeah. do they know this is the question, right? I don't, I don't know. Well, here's how. Okay. They did a lot of sciencey stuff. Yeah. On ancient poop. Oh, my. Yeah, that okay. they found in a Guatemalan lake. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. And my heart goes out to anyone whose career and specialty is dependent upon poop, but especially really old poop. Ancient poop. Even. Ancient poop. Oh, my goodness. Um, how did they... Is the is it an active lake? Like, there's water in it? How did they know... Yeah. How I'm, did I'm they pretty, know? I'm pretty skeptical on this. Yeah. I just chose to to champion the plight of the poop researcher yeah. rather than Some, argue with listen, the reporting. Someone's got to research that poop. You know what I mean? Well, Someone will be researching our poop in centuries to come. Will they, though? Yes. And in fairness, yes. I think you're overlooking, really, the vast population of poop workers that aren't futuristic science researchers of things mm. doing sciencey stuff. Mm-hmm. I recall as a child, yeah. there was an extended member of my family who worked for a water treatment facility mm-hmm. that took in sewage and did things to it. And if anybody's maybe a step slow on what sewage is, that's your poop. Yeah. And the family, and I say that in air quotes, the family relentlessly ostracized him. He was an engineer for crying out loud. He had the schooling and all, but they wore him out saying that what he actually did did was stood beside the river of inflowing poop with a long pole and broke up the big chunks. (laughs) How about some defense for that guy? Yeah. He went to school. He has the student debt. Right. It's unfair. Well, and his job stinks. His, <laughs> there we go. Got that last dad joke. Got in. the dad joke in. <sighs> he can only hope to one day come across the secret cachet. That's right. Of ancient weapons and gold and poop. <laughs> and poop. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. We covered so <sighs> much to start it's off a your lot. week. It's a lot. That's a lot. I'm going to be. I'm happy that we were able to squeeze out that last story. Okay. Another joke. dad you joke. To, you had to. Bam. Dad joke on top of dad joke. Okay. Um, truly, if you want to find out more about what's awesome this week, uh, just in general, but especially from our community, more information on these stories. Uh, come over and follow us on the Instagram. Yeah, I won't be there. So if you don't like me, feel free to be there. <laughs> you don't like the social needs. I'm just not a. I'm not a mediaist uh-huh. or yes. a mediator. Also true. Also true. That I true. like to see the fight. You like to instigate the fight. I do. I'll offer weapons from my <laughs> secret cachet. We are at Sort of Awesome Show on Instagram. Of course, you can find us in our Facebook group, Sort of Awesome Hangout. So, what should people do in the meantime? In the meantime, why don't you have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.